grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from the Gospel of Luke, the 24th chapter. And I read these words again. Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Dear friends of Christ, the resurrection of Jesus from the grave is the greatest miracle in the history of man. However, a church in Tanzania, which is a country on the east coast of Africa, uh, claims another Easter miracle. I don't know if the story is true or not, the veracity of it. Uh, it was on the internet. Um, again, but in Tanzania, they do have a miracle. Now, Tanzania is home to all kinds of animals. You know, you know uh, uh, the giraffes and, and the elephants and the hippos and the gazelles and the lions. Well, on Easter, 800 Ibuga Christians were worshiping outdoors. Now, in Africa, if you go over there, they worship for three hours. They will walk one hour to church and they'll worship for three hours. And so there were 800 of them worshiping there outdoors, unaware of the danger. But in, in the village, just out, just, they were just outside of town. In the village, a, a lion, lioness was prowling. And uh, she was ferocious. She was uh, deranged. Normally, lions only kill if they're hungry. But this lion was out of sorts. And she, was, she killed a goat. She killed a cow, uh, three goats. Um, a woman and her child. And the village, making a bunch of noise, caused the lion to run out of the village and ran straight toward the people that were worshiping. And when the lion, the people were unaware and didn't even notice the lion until the lion was just a few yards away. And she did not charge. She stood there and just growled at them. Um, the preacher shouted to all the terrified worshipers and said, Folks, do not be afraid. The God who saved Daniel from the lion's den is here. Christ is risen from the dead. Easter is here. And then he pointed to that lioness and said, You lion, in the name of the risen Christ, I rebuke you. And out of the clear sky came a lightning bolt that struck the predator dead. As a result, it's claimed that many people in that village came to believe in the power of God and in Jesus Christ and His salvation that day. Even the police officer who carried away the carcass of the dead lion said, the God of these people is a God of miracles. Now, I don't know if this is a story of legend or fact, if it's true or not, but I do know the story of another miracle that took place on Easter a far greater miracle that took place 2,000 years ago, and it's the greatest history, the greatest miracle in the history of the world. Jesus Christ rose from the grave, and yet, you know, to be honest, most people are more impressed with the miracle in Tanzania. Most people are more impressed with a lightning bolt that comes down and strikes a raging lion dead than with the fact that Christ rose after three days in the grave. The Tanzanian miracle brought peace to 800 people. Christ, death, and resurrection has brought peace to millions. So let's consider our theme, the miracle of peace. 
In our text, Jesus comes and he stands before the people uh, that were terrified, his disciples in a locked room, and he says, peace be with you, peace be to you. St. Luke records this. Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. And so our text talks about Christ's suffering. It talks about Christ's death. It talks about Christ's resurrection and how important all that is. And King David talked about Christ's crucifixion long before he was crucified. Uh, Psalm 22, I preached on it, about it on Good Friday. So if you remember that text on Good Friday, it, I preached about Psalm 22, which gives us the mind of Christ as he died on the cross. What was Christ thinking as he was dying? Again, listen again to Jesus' thoughts. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Rescue me from the mouth of the enemy. On Good Friday, as Jesus, as Jesus breathed his last, it appeared the enemy had won. It appeared that the lion had won, the enemy. And Peter describes who our enemy is. Your adversary, your enemy, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But the devil can't win. The devil is not God. He doesn't have almighty power. He is a created being. He wants to be like God. He wants to be worshipped like God. But he's not. God is God. And so God sent his son to do battle with the devil. He sent his son to suffer and die. And the devil attacked him. And the devil put him on the cross. And Christ went down to proclaim his victory in hell and said, Here I am, and in three days I will rise, and you've lost. And the grave gave forth its bondage to Jesus. And he came forth, the miracle of the resurrection, the miracle of our redemption that brought peace to mankind. Unfortunately, the world doesn't appreciate this great miracle. As the old saying goes, I think familiarity breeds contempt. And we're all familiar with the Easter story. Hear it every year ordinary we place it in the the back files of our minds sadly christ's resurrection does not affect us much it doesn't affect how we think it doesn't affect how we live we need to change all that and in order to change what we think about god and his resurrection and the peace that he offers we have worship the divine worship the divine service, we call it. The divine service is different than what we would call contemporary worship today. Most contemporary worship is all about being centered on man. It's man-centered. It's about, it's about how we worship, and it's about how we sing, and it's about how we lift our hands, and it's about how we perform uh, our music, and it's about how we praise, and it's about how we love each other, and it's about how we love God, and all their songs are, look at how much I love you, God. I give my heart to you. It's all about us giving to God. Then the divine service is just the opposite. God does all the work. We just come to receive it. The main focus of all that is here is the forgiveness of sins. It's right center 
it's in the middle of our sanctuary for a, for a reason of its importance. And not only is it up center up front, it's up center in the back. Two baptismal fronts, you have to literally walk around them because it is here that Christ gives you His water and He washes your sins away and He gives you life and He makes you His child and He adopts you into His family and He gives you an inheritance. And it's important. So it's at this baptismal font that you find peace, the forgiveness of sins. We also have the altar. Of course, on the altar is no longer Christ's body. No longer are there animal sacrifices on the altar to God. Now, all there is is bread and wine from the Passover meal. The unleavened bread and the wine from that Passover meal, which Christ then took and He said, Now, this bread is my body. Now, this wine is now my blood. And He gives us this gift. For the forgiveness of sins. His body and blood to bring us peace. Peace be with you. That word peace in Greek is arene. It means a peace when everything is put right. When everything is right. How often do you have that kind of peace? A kind of peace where everything in your life is right. There could be nothing wrong. Everything in its right place. The relationship's in the right place. Everything is right and you have peace. Some of you search for that kind of peace and have never found it. Jesus says you have that kind of peace with God. That peace that is front and center in our congregation. The peace that God gives to you. The peace that he gave to his disciples back in the locked room. The peace that, where he stood and they said, who are you? Are you a ghost? And he said, no, I'm not a ghost. Touch me, feel me. And he said, peace be with you. I want you to understand, what Jesus is doing when he says those words, peace be with you, is, is he's not just saying this so that people will feel better about themselves. It's not just a greeting. He is literally delivering peace to their hearts. He's literally placing rest to their souls. Your sins are forgiven. You're in a perfect relationship with your Heavenly Father. Everything is good. Everything has been paid for. Everything is right. And I give you this eternal peace that I accomplished by my suffering, by my dying, by my rising again and defeating this enemy, this lion who roars to destroy you. And that's why I absolve you of your sins. Do you know what happened that night in that locked room where the disciples were terrified and Jesus appeared before them in the midst of nowhere? They were having a divine service. Jesus came to serve them. Jesus came to give to them. I give you peace. I forgive your sins. You have life in my name. But Jesus gave them more. He said to them, so why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? And maybe you're saying the same thing. I don't feel peaceful. I don't feel like I have that peace. My life isn't at peace. Everything isn't right. Matter of fact, I'm not sure everything has been right in my entire life. How can I have peace from God? Why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts, Jesus says. See my hands, see my feet. Do you not believe that I have risen from the grave? Do you not know who I am? 
Do you not know what I've done for you? Touch me, see, it's I myself. A spirit does not have flesh and bones, as do I. And to prove he wasn't a spirit, to prove he wasn't a ghost, he said, give me something to eat. You see, a ghost can't eat. And they gave him a piece of boiled fish, and he enjoyed the boiled fish. And then Jesus turned to his apostles and he said, Repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in my name to all people, to all nations. So, why are we to preach repentance and forgiveness of sins? Why would Jesus go to all the bother of coming back, showing them his hands and his side and his feet? Why would he go to all the problem coming in a room that is locked, and then command them to preach repentance and forgiveness of sins. Why would he do that? Well, it's because it's important. It's because repentance and faith, repentance and forgiveness is God's work in you. Did you know that? God gave you faith in the waters of the holy baptism. He gave you faith through the word of God. He delivered that faith to you. It's a gift. He is the one that moves you to turn away from your sins. He is the one who calls, who makes your heart call out to him, Lord, have mercy to me, a sinner. Lord, I don't want to continue in my way of sin. But the good I want to do, I don't do. The evil that I don't want to do, that I keep on doing, O Lord, who will deliver me from this body of death? And Paul says, thanks be to God. Jesus Christ did it on the cross and said, peace be to you. Everything's put back just right. And that's why John wrote, if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Jesus insists that we live continuous lives in repentance and in forgiveness. And we proclaim repentance to the congregation. Turn and come and seek forgiveness. So how you doing in all that repenting and forgiving stuff? Do you turn away from your sin? Do you fear, love, and trust in God above all things? Or do you live for yourself? Do you recite the creed on Sunday only to live as if God didn't exist in your life on Monday? Do you love Scripture or do you not go to Bible study or read the Word of God at home? Do you run away from evil or are you like so many in the world who run toward it? Instead of fleeing temptation, you seek temptation. Do you find it difficult to love people? To make sacrifices for other people? Do you remember what Jesus said just before he died? Very important words. Second phrase before he died. It's finished. The word is tetelestai in Greek. Tetelestai is a word of commerce. It's a word of buying down a debt. So you go to your debtor and you write a check and he says, how much do I owe you? And he says, $10,000. And you write a check of $10,000 and you give it to him and he says, tetelestai, paid in full. The debt's covered. And Jesus dies on the cross and he says, Tetelestai, it is finished. This is what I've done for you. 
So what sins are bothering you in this shadow of Easter? Are you a lover of money? Are you greedy? Then see what Christ does. He takes that sin and he writes on that sin with his own blood to tell us die, paid in full. Peace be to you. Everything's made right. Maybe, maybe you're struggling with uh, having guilt over having a temper. What does God do with the sins of your temper? He writes them and he takes them out in his own blood and he writes across that sin. Tetelestai, paid in full. Peace be with you. Or maybe you're lazy. And Jesus writes across that tetelestai, paid in full. Or maybe you hurt people with your tongue by the things that you say. I hate you. I never loved you. And we use those languages, those words that hurt people. We talk about people behind their back. What about all those sins? Jesus takes his blood and writes across those sins. Tetelestai, paid in full. The debt is paid. You've been set free. Peace be with you. What about the sins of pride? Do you lie? Do you cheat? Are you dishonest? Well, Jesus takes all those sins. And what does he do? With his blood, he writes across all those sins to tell us die. Peace be to you. And it's an Easter miracle. How do I know Jesus can forgive those who turn back to him in repentance? How do I know that Jesus forgives those who seek him? That Jesus is actually able to forgive you? I know. Because he appeared and he showed them his hands and his feet. And he said, it is I. And I have lived. I died. And I have come back again. And he appeared to 5,000. And so that the, the resurrection history is etched in history. That we might know that he is who he claimed to be. And he offers eternal peace. I know it because he suffered, died. I know it because he rose from the dead. And so I preach repentance and the forgiveness of sins to the nations. The Easter miracle in Tanzania saved 800 people. The Easter miracle of Christ's resurrection has saved millions, brought peace to millions. So I want to confirm that peace in your soul. I want to confirm that promise in your soul as you hear again His own words spoken to you peace be with you. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.